Hello there. It's another episode of the Coach Mac Podcast. Fall camp is off and running up here in Mount Pleasant. We're just 23 days away from the return of Chippewa football. Coach Mac tells us about how the team is shaping up, leading into that first game against Michigan State. Thanks as always for listening and hope you enjoy. Well, fall camp in full force and our latest episode of the Coach Mac Podcast with the man himself, how the heck are you doing? We're doing fantastic, and I've got to ask you this. You know, we had media day to kick everything off, and, of course, you couldn't be there because you were doing the, what was it, the GLIAC? I was doing the, the GLIAC, the, yes. The GLIAC media day, so now you're trying to make up for lost time <laughs> now. Is that what the deal is? You know, I made it to Detroit and <laughs> the uh, the vintage arena we were in, but, yes, I, I missed that. <laughs> Heard the press conference went great. I, I listened to the press conference. You yeah, had a nice no, job. no, it was uh, it was good, and I was glad to see our players. You know, um, you know, being able to visit with some of the people, and it was a great turnout. You know, I think um, well, that's most people we've ever had at anything. Uh, so, so that was good. It was really good for our kids, and I think great for our program. By the way, I, I'm very invested, obviously, uh, to see how our season unfolds. But I'm going to keep an eye on the GLIAC now after interviewing all the coaches. Well, and you might, yeah, you got a little, little bit invested. Uh, in that's it right. And, you know, it's a great league. And the, here's the one thing about that that I love about the game of football is no matter what, y there's a place you can play. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. Y you've got an opportunity to be part of a team. You got be an opportunity to play a great game that that is uh football and you know it's all about opportunities and I, I think it's fantastic and a lot of great programs specifically here in the state of michigan you know i did read somewhere this was interesting i think we have more and you might have to check me on this mm -hmm. okay but i think there's more universities in the state of michigan that play maybe football than any other state in the country. That sounds right because yeah. we have a host of schools here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, which which I think you know it's great, and I and I think it's great for for not only you know the game of football, but for the opportunities for all the high school players in the state, um, you know, that want to go on and play. It shows you how many great players are in the Midwest in yep. Michigan. I mean, because like you said, if if you can't play D1, there are opportunities to play NAIA, D2. There's some yep. great leagues, great teams. Really good teams. And, and uh, you know, I thought that was interesting when I saw that. I agree. Yes, there are a ton of them. And I'm looking here, I believe, 13 college football programs in the state of Michigan right now. That's yeah, pretty amazing. That is. Let's talk about you guys, though, and I want to specifically go back to that press conference from Media Day because I put this out on Twitter that I've been covering you for five years and you've always been confident in your program and your team leading up to the year, but you ended that press conference unprompted and said, we're going to be really good, and I've, I've just got this feeling from you that you have this confidence about this squad that I don't know if I've seen from you heading into the season. I'm curious why that is. Well, um, you know, I think part of it is uh, has a lot to do probably from a mindset standpoint and, you know, uh, where we were a year ago, which was, you know, all on me and we weren't very good. And uh, more importantly, I think we were able to really dissect uh, the different things um, that it takes to win a football game. And, um, you know, I think our guys understand it now and and. You know, whether we're the most talented, you know, all that kind of stuff. I do know this. Um, these guys will come out, and they're committed to 
getting back and playing Chippewa football. I was asking the guys, too, and, and they feel it from you as well, um, that confidence. They said that it, it really helps them as they're getting ready for the season to know that you and the coaches are invested in how good they can potentially be this year. Well, and, and you know, I think just, um, you know, being honest, being real, and and being able to, you know, point out these are the deficiencies, and, guys, these are deficiencies that we can easily correct. Uh, as long as um, everybody understands, uh, you know, you got to get out of yourself and you got to be into the team. Certainly. And uh, this team right now, six practices complete from when we're recording this. You're eight days done with fall camp on to day nine, practice seven today. How are things going? Really good. Really good. I, I um, and, and in saying that, you know, th there's obviously corrections, you know, on every snap. You know, I mean, that's just you know that's part of camp the good part is from you know what we've been putting up numbers wise and I say numbers you know with um you know Joel and the strength staff you know the the um <laughs> the actual workload the mile per hour the the different things that we were able to collect data with now um I've been fascinated to see the evolution of that and how far ahead we are just as a team physically uh, than we were a year ago. That's what I was going to ask you about because I know last year you were looking back on it, it wasn't where they needed to be in your opinion, and now this year you feel that they're ready to go conditioning-wise, strength-wise. Well, and, and it, it has more to do with just the singular commitment of each individual is, is really what it's all about. And so I look at it as a whole team load, not just an individual you know person here or there. But – you know, from top to bottom throughout the roster, those numbers are showing that these guys are putting in the work. Are there any guys that came back that you're just looking at going, what in the world did you do? You look like a different person coming back from the offseason. Well, I, you know, every year the development of each freshman class, uh, because of what a great job Joel and his staff do down there, my most exciting time is to see when they grow out of the large shirt into an XL shirt. Mm. And we've got a lot of that. In fact... You know, some of the guys, I had to go down to Diggler, our, our equipment guy, and say, uh, hey, by the way, that guy's grown out of that size, <laughs> so we might want to get him something bigger. That's awesome to see. Uh, in terms of uh, what you've seen on the field, uh, what do you like so far? What What's going on with them competing out there in, in the practices that's got you excited? Well, I think, you know, we touched on it. I think the, the actual load and the amount of energy they're expanding, you know, in, in each individual period has been, uh, you know, better than it's been. And, you know, that that's a good thing. Those are real positives. Um, you know, our, I think our fundamental drills, um, I just see more focus. And, um, you know, obviously points of emphasis. But, uh, you know, as, as a coach, those are the things you kind of look at, not necessarily just the production of a team drill, but what did we get out of that individual drill? Sure thing. And, and at this point in fall camp, uh, I know first, I, th I believe, scrimmage is this Saturday. So yep. it's it's been a lot of drills. I know you guys don't start initially in pads, but kind of take us through what you guys are doing right now. Well, you know, today actually is our first full day of pads. Um, so we'll get, you know, it'll be heavy, uh, short yardage, um, low red area, some of those type of things as you put your plan in, you, you, you know, put it in based on, you know, 
the things you need to input from a situation standpoint. Um, coming out today, you know, a lot of the, you know, those one-off kind of things, too, that, that you got to be prepared for. Um, same thing in the special teams, uh, being able to work, um, you know, actual protection against, you know, full full pressures and those type of things. So I, I love this practice. This will be a fun one. Okay. Well, I'm going to make sure to get out there for this one today then. I got to you, you don't have a GLIAC <laughs> thing to go to? <laughs> no, I'll put you guys uh, top of the list from <laughs> oh, here on thanks. out. thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Let's start with uh, the offensive side of the ball. Stay. Yeah, you know, and I said we're not – we weren't good enough at all. Mm -hmm. And uh, – and and that's you know that's again it's all on me and uh, the thing I do see is I see the growth in the offensive line where we had a lot of young guys going last year that now have got another full year under their belt with with Joel um, you know I see a little more toughness and grit uh, we still need more and um, you know that's what's going to lead us and and that's who we have to be so um, I do see some. Guys at at the wide receiver position um, that are starting to really show that they can take the top off and create some explosive plays for us. I want to start with offensive line because obviously you've mentioned it and many do that football starts up front and on, that's on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it isn't just on offense on both sides of the ball. And um, you know, again, you know, it's amazing when you look at the roster and kind of see where we're at from a. Um, an age or, a, a, um, you know, how many years these guys have left to play mm -hmm. uh, that that are going to be in there. And yet um, that's kind of what makes it exciting. You know, you, you got some you got some guys that have put in work now for a couple years that are getting their opportunity. Uh, they've grown immensely. Um, you know, it's funny. We we're just talking and it's not a, a lineman, but Marion Lukes, you know, a running back. You know, it's funny seeing him right now at, at 200 pounds, and he came in at 157 pounds, you know, and just to see how he's grown, and, and that's just an example. Um, and, and the same thing with, obviously, those old linemen. And uh, now they've got to learn to work together, communicate. We've got to get better on the double-team blocks. Um, and, and we've got to get better about going forward and not receiving it but giving it. With that physical toughness that you're talking about initially, that you said it's improved, but we still have work to do, how do yeah. you get to that point that you're looking for between now and that first game? Well, part of it is, uh, you know, actually looking at the science of the loads and, and uh, you know, what they're putting in. You know, that, that, you know, now with today's football, you're actually able to see actual numbers that, that back the science, and, uh, and that's a good thing. Um, but just seeing how hard Tavita and obviously having Brandon here, Brandon Torrey, you know, with his experience, you know, he's able to take those tackles tight ends. They, they can work while Tavita's focusing on those inside groups um, and just seeing the quality of work uh, that they're putting in, that, that's, that's good to see. I wanted to go back to the wide receivers, too, because I've been able to come out and watch some practices. It seems like every day there's a new wide receiver that's making a good catch or, or making a good play. There's a lot of options there for someone to, or a few people to have a big year. Yeah, there is, and we need to develop some consistency, um, you know, and, and that's what we're looking for right now. But, you know, to see what Paul's doing with those guys, um, man, uh, you want to talk about um, 
night and day from, you know, I guess being accountable and um, really putting in a day's work and understanding the reason why they're putting in a day's work. Uh, it's been great to see. And you've said that you really like Coach Petrino working with the ride receivers because he's done that in the past at other spots, correct? Yeah, I mean, in the National Football League, I, you know, I followed him when we went to Louisville. Uh, he's, he's had some great receivers over the years and, and does an unbelievable job um, with the fundamental and technique of, of how to be successful in and out of breaks. Um, so many little things go into it other than just a fast guy running down the field. How about your quarterbacks? Yeah, it's been great. Jake's been doing a really good job with them. I'm um, really happy with our RPO game right now from a decision standpoint. I thought a year ago those guys, uh, you know, were a little kind of oh, in, in between a little bit, but he's, he's done a really good job of uh, now that they've had more experience doing it. Um, you know, they're making better decisions, and I'm, I'm really happy with their deep balls. We're doing a good job of getting the ball over the top. And that's something you mentioned is going to be key this year to, to stretch that defense. Well, and get some people out of the box because we've got some pretty darn good runners. And yet it's hard to run it when they got an extra man and a half in the box. That's, uh, you know, that that's just the way it is. So um, to see the consistency getting there, you know, every single day uh, in the passing game, it's something that really gets me excited. And, and uh, seeing what we're doing down in the red area with it is even better. I wanted to ask you specifically confidence-wise with the quarterbacks because I've read some stuff, people wondering, why didn't CMU tap into the transfer portal? And it, it seems because you're confident with the group you have. So tell us about no, that one, decision. No, 100%. Um, you know, I think, I think we've got really quality guys and some guys that obviously were young and yet they had an opportunity to get their feet wet and now they're taking ownership. And, and it's really good to see. Um, I, I, you know... Time will tell, but, you know, when, when you look at it, you, you know, you go to needs. Obviously, we needed a punter when we lost our punter to Oklahoma. Um, so we went out and got a punter. You know, we, we lost a kicker. We went out and got a kicker. You know I mean? You, you do those things. We've, we've got a couple of linemen, D linemen in here that, that um, you know, I felt from a need standpoint, um, guys are going to help this football team. So, you know, in, in saying that, I'm very happy with the guys who actually chose to stay because <laughs> mm -hmm. um, they're invested to be Chippewas, and you know what? They're going to they're gonna prove it. And speaking of staying, there's a lot of returning talent on the defensive side of the ball as well. Tell us how that unit is looking so far. Well, you know, we've been um, – that linebacker core is, is deep, and, uh, you know, we didn't even recruit a linebacker, um, you know, in last year's class because of how deep we are at that position. Now, getting those guys all on the field at times, you know, that, that's something we're able to do, change the front a little bit, um, which will, you know, be good and, and give us some different looks and give teams different looks in and out of even and odd fronts um, because of the depth at that position. Um, that'll, be, that'll be a bonus for us. And, you know, in that defensive line, um, you know, we've got some solid core inside guys that have been playing for a long time, and Quezzy and, and, and Robbie. And you know, look at what Jason Williams has done and, and how he's come back. Um, I I'm really feel good about those inside guys. And uh, now on the edge, you know, being, a, being to, you know, replace an Incombe who was a, you know, a great pass rush guy. 
but now to see the development of like Heldman, um, it's it's been really good. What is the key to, to getting to the quarterback and creating that pressure that forces mistakes that you're looking for? Well, two things. I mean, one, we got to make sure we know the edges we need to play on. But really the thing that um, I think people lose track of, we've got to do a really good job, especially against quarterbacks we're going to face, um, in maintaining you know the pocket and not allowing that guy to get out of there and make sure our pass rush lanes are, are where they need to be. And and with those, you know, the added fronts and, and some of the speed with, with the linebackers, I think that'll help us. Uh, you know, it isn't always just sacking the quarterback. It's not allowing them to throw on rhythm, and, and that's the thing we need to do. Okay, so uh, Robbie Stewart's been here longer than you. How about that? I yeah. mean, this guy's been here seven years, um, but there's an opportunity, I would imagine, that there's a leadership part that he's got to be helping that group as well. Well, and, you know – He's a guy that, that that's one of those quiet workers, and you know it's it's um, you know it goes back to what I you know I talk about it you know with guys a lot is um, your actions speak so loudly I can't hear what you say, and really his actions are the leadership point, and he's actually taken that to a new level, where when he does speak people listen you know the old E.F. Hunting commercial, but. Uh, um, you know, in Robbie's case, uh, there, there's nobody that has been through as much from an injury standpoint mm-hmm. or that works as hard. And so, you know, young guys can look at that and go, huh, that's how you're supposed to do it. And those are the actions. You know, the big piece with our team is understanding that as well. Hey, it ain't about how much your jaws are flapping. It's your actions speak so loudly, I can't hear what you say. And you know, through our actions so far in camp, it's been pretty darn good. I was going to say, I remember speaking with you after spring ball, and you were pretty happy with the leadership development through a few practices now in fall camp. Are you are you pleased so far? Are you seeing that leadership start to take shape? Well, and, and it's something we um, started actually right off the bat, uh, kind of with the leadership group um, that, you know, we had weekly seminars, uh, covered different topics, those guys then, um, you know, were, were, hey, I want this guy in this because he's earned it. And uh, it's been really cool to see, or this guy's in it because he needs it. And, uh, you know, uh, to to give the team ownership in that is, is something that's been great. And and I was fortunate to bring uh, Shep, a speaker in, which um, anybody out there, you can look on the website, Shep Inspires. He's a guy that... Um, you know, I've been kind of around for a long time, and, and he took a special full day out of his um, busy schedule to actually come spend a day with not only our leaders, different uh, groups, different position groups, and then obviously as a whole team. And there's been some great things that, that, that he was able to hit on and not only hit on but then give us as a staff, um, you know, some insights a little bit on where we're at. Uh, based on some of those meetings. So, you know, I'd, I'd encourage anybody out there, um, you know, to get on and get a piece of, of what Shep does, um, not only from a mental standpoint, spiritual standpoint. He does a fantastic job in getting to the core of these players um, and, and what it takes uh, to understand really some simple things as, as the chase 
is more important than actually the win itself. And, um, you know, understanding the embrace it takes, you know, to, to put the work in to get what you want. And uh, there's a lot of great lessons in there. And you had him come speak to a prior team here at CMU. Yeah, he was the first guy I called when I, you know, after I kind of met with every player and kind of saw where we were at. Um, and he really helped us in 19. Um, you know, he's a guy that, that um, costs a little bit of money, so I had to save up for four years, which, but it's well worth it. And, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that, that speaks to every major college program in the country and actually did us a favor, um, you know, coming coming with us and, and spending the, the time and quality of time that he spent um, putting a program in. And back at a couple places I was at, you know, money wasn't an issue. So he said, come on, you know, here you got to make sure you got the right, um, you know, popsicle sales and, and cookie sales so you can get the guy here. This is the most important part of this podcast. Um, I've been I, I love nicknames, Coach Mack. So I've uh, I've talked to Quezzy. Mm-hmm. And he loves that. Um, Mr. Wimberly with the Slim Reaper. Yeah. I yeah. checked in with uh, <laughs> with Big Play Bert to make sure that that nickname would suffice, which he said yes. Are there any other nicknames that have started to form that you like so far in camp with this year's group? Those are insider trading things. I can't. Oh, that. you can't reveal yeah, that information. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's right. Perfect. Well, we'll we'll try and uh, sneak in there, maybe get yeah, some right. more. Okay, so from here, we're, we're 23 days away from that first game. From this point on until when kickoff happens in Spartan Stadium, what are you looking from from this group to try and keep growing and improving? Well, the big piece for us is we got to keep stacking the days together. Um, and, you know, today will be a huge teller. First day in pads, you know, we're starting to get to that where the newness of the um, fall camp has started to wear off a little bit. So how do you maintain, you know, that level of intensity and focus uh, and be tapped in for those, you know, each day when you walk in this building? And, you know, I'll be able to tell, you know, that they'll be excited to, you know, get to the first scrimmage and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing you never do is you never get now back. And, and you know, we've got to understand the importance of living in the now, everything that we do. Part of living in the now is the energy. You love the energy from the guys that, that really yeah, enhances and, and, and things. Yet, and yet it's, you know, there's also, you know, fake energy, you know, guys have. And, you know, it isn't about the talking and the whooping and all that stuff. It's about what happens during that four to six second stretch you know, of a given play and how hard do you go. And you can feel the intensity out there and you can feel when it's not there. You know, I mean, that's that to me is the energy. It it, it has nothing to do with the, you know, the talking and the woofing and all that crap. I, I can't stand it anyway. Go out and play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And that's what I expect us to do. Sure thing. Absolutely. Let the, let the play do the talking. I wanted to ask you about Michigan State and Spartan Stadium in yeah. general. I'm, I'm thinking great place, great venue. Um, they've done an unbelievable job even since I've been there. You know, coming into the 21st century and building some facilities and some things that they needed. Um, you know, to be at that high level uh, of Power Five football. They're also a team that early embraced the NIL and are paying you know a lot of guys <laughs> money uh, to play, and yet. You know what, for us, 
our guys being able to go in there. Spartan Stadium's an unbelievable historic place, and it's a great place to play a, a football game. Um, I'm excited for our guys to have that opportunity. 100th year of Spartan Stadium this year. Is that's that what cool. it is? 1923 is when it opened. Yeah, man, that's special. I, I, uh, on the banks of the Red Cedar, man, it's, it's, uh, it's a great place, and Mel does a fantastic job, and they've given him the resources and the ability to go out and get players and, and attract them, and, and you know what, he's, he's going to do a great job there. Certainly a team that's uh, known to all down there. For you, I wanted to fact check here, but you've been a opposing coach going to that stadium once in 2018. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, and, and uh, undefeated. I, then. I, I was shocked um, at even at that time the upgrades that they had done, um, and um, you know it's it's uh, like I said it that was a special place. I mean we loved it there, and it is a great atmosphere and and um, great people. So. Um, I'm just grateful for them to give us the opportunity to go in there and play. Do you remember that 2018 game down there? You know. They all just no, blend you, you together. Kinda, you remember the losses. <laughs> you don't ever remember the wins. Well, it's 21-7. Michigan won that one. I think a big play, Donovan Peoples-Jones down the sideline broke that tie from uh, what, Shea Patterson then would have been the quarterback. Yeah, I think that would have been. And I think Donovan's doing a really good job. I think he's uh, – you know, having a heck of a career in the NFL. Yeah, he's doing all right. Okay, Coach, um, anything else specifically that, that you're looking for? I, I can tell you're in coach mode right now, and I'm sure people listening to this love to hear you talk football because you're dialed in, ready to go. But um, anything else that you're looking at with this team right now as you move forward to, towards that first game? Well, continue to grow together and, uh, you know, understand uh, – you know, kind of that chain mentality where everybody's linked together. It doesn't matter your role. Um, you know, we need everybody. And, you know, we've got to keep stressing that. Uh, there's no detail that's too small. And uh, those are the things we're focusing on. In terms of needing everybody, I think it's never too early to make a push. Chippewa fans, we need you down in East Lansing. We need the maroon and gold sections. I remember Penn State, the section. I know sometimes they don't get the best quality seats, but just got to be in the stadium to support the Chippewas, right? No, oh, that, that, that'd be great. And then, you know, let's follow it back up and let's get here. This is a great place to watch a game. Let's get here the next week and fill up this place and enjoy a great uh, Saturday afternoon of college football. Absolutely. That'll be September 9th against New Hampshire. September 1, Friday night at Michigan State is the opener from the recording point today, 23 days away. Coach Mack, thank you so much for your time and uh, excited to come out to practice. Keep watching them play. All right. Fire up, man.